0: Alright, alright, welcome back to Chew the Bible. I know how much you all love these long 30 minute to an hour recordings normally. <laughs> nah, nah, anyways, uh, I'm going to try to keep these the rest of these psalms short. In general, I'm trying to make these recordings less than 15 minutes to uh, keep them under 15 minutes. So, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I really just need to break down and start a whole podcast, personal podcast to just talk about life and things that happen to me throughout the day. So, that would be cool. Stay tuned. <sighs> this is going to be like this all around, do everything on their podcast. So, I just don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Here we go. A Cain's prayer. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains. It's a Psalm 144 reading on the Christian Standard Version, a prayer of David. And uh, here we go. Psalm 144. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for battle and my fingers for warfare. He is my faithful love and my fortress. It goes that faithful word again. Or what do we say it was in Hebrew? Faithful love? Uh, Hesed. Hesed. H-E-S-E-D. He is my faithful love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He subdues my people under me. Laura, what what is a human that you care for him? A son of man that you think of him? Let's see, there you go, that son of man word, phrase, or a mere mortal. What's going to be used, I think, later in the New Testament. Son of man, son of righteousness, king of the earth. For I, sin- I think that's a Todd Tribbett song. I can't remember what song that's from, though. All right, son of man that you think of him, or a mere mortal. Than here a mere mortal like Clark Kent a human is like a breath his days are like a passing shadow i'm telling you the older i get the more life this feels like a swizzing by laura part your heavens and come down touch the mountains and they will smoke Flash your lightning and scatter the foe. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down from on high. Rescue me from deep water and set me free from the grasp of foreigners whose mouths speak lies, whose right hands whose right hands are deceptive. That's hmm. interesting that he used the right hand. He could have said left hand is deceptive. There's something about right hand is tied to justice and power. Justice and power in right hand. Remember, I was saying like 90% of the population is right-handed. No coincidence, something like that. Anyway, go Google it. God, verse 9, God, I will sing a new song to you. I will play on a 10-stringed harp for you. The one who gives victory to kings, who frees his servants... David from the deadly sword set me free and rescue me from foreigners whose mouths speak lies whose right hands are deceptive. Then our sons will be like plants nurtured in their youth. Our daughters like corn pillars, not corn pillars, my bad. Corner pillars. That are carved in the palace style. Our storehouses will be full, supplying all kinds of produce. Our flocks will increase by thousands and tens of thousands in our open fields. Our cattle will be be well fed. There will be no breach in the walls, no going into captivity, and no cry of lament in our public squares. Happy are the people with such blessings. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. This is like foretelling to me, foretelling... Of the millennial kingdom. Hope I can read that someday in the future. All right. Let's read these Tony Evans notes. So, David's descriptions of God show us two things. First, he considers God the definitive source of security. The source, the Lord is a rock, fortress, stronghold, deliverer, shield, and refuge. To put this in football terminology, we would say that God is the ultimate defensive line. No opposition can break through. No other source of protection is as reliable. Second, David expresses the depth of his personal relationship with the Lord through his repeated use of the pronoun my before these descriptions personal relationship not only is god a fortress he is david's fortress he is david's fortress he is aaron's fortress are you appropriating the divine king's power in your life Hmm. good question david is overwhelmed that god will care for human beings in general and and him in particular what amazing grace that god will can condescend Or basically come down to our level. Condescend to enter into intimate fellowship with humanity. Like he's perfect. God is holy. It's amazing that he would even deal with sinful, jacked up, dirty, nasty, smelly human beings. Uh, And how even more amazing is it that the divine son of God would take on human nature so that he might redeem us. Yeah, that had to be hard. Can you imagine being God and being perfect, holy, not a care in the world, and you decide to put on an earth suit for 33 years and see what it's like to be a human? That had to be hard. In the end, the size of a king's army is relevant. Sorry, my bad. In the end, the size of a king's army is irrelevant. The size of his God is what matters. As David testifies elsewhere, chariots and horses, which are symbols of ancient military power, are no match for the Lord. Or today it would be, what do they call, airplane jets, jet fighters. I don't even know what the latest jet plane fighter is these days or drones and bombs and, Uranium-enriched, whatever they trying to do. Nuke nuclear warheads. Nothing. It's, an, it's no match for the Lord. Are you committed to... Oh, my bad. I'm jumping ahead. We got five more songs. Do you want to do them all now? Or take a break? Let's keep going. Let's keep going while I got the energy. because so I can feel the sleepy vibes hitting... Ooh, I'm gonna nap. Well, I'm gonna set my alarm because I might sleep
1: through that Joker. Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard." Romans six twenty three says, "For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ." our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts, we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished.